Welcome to Season 5, Episode 7 of the Black Women Working Podcast. My name is Natalie, I'm hosting today's episode. And ladies, can you please introduce yourselves? It's Chantal here, hey ladies. It's Tolu here, hey. It's Rachel here, hey everyone. And as usual, you can follow us on social media at BWW Podcast UK on Instagram and Twitter. And you can join the conversation using the BWW Podcast UK hashtag. And if you want more information on us, please just go to our website, which is www.blackwomenworking.com. <laughs> I nearly made it through our information without stuttering. <laughs> nearly. <laughs> Okay, so um, today we are talking about the private professional. So I'm just going to use a question to open the episode. Um, ladies, how much do we share when it comes to work and our work colleagues? Um, for context, I'm not talking about, you know, sharing like your dating life, what's going on with your marriage, your kids and things like that. I'm talking about how much you share just about your kind of professional slash business I don't know if there's another slash like social justice or whatever it is, like those type of, those category of interests out of work. So how much do you all share about what you do outside of work? My workplace know everything. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily everything, but there's a number of people from work who are on my social media. Mm. My head teacher knows about the podcast. Um, they don't ask me no questions, but it's, the information is out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry did you ask me yeah um i think in my current workplace they know about the podcast Um, colleagues have even listened to episodes and given feedback Ooh. on it um but generally i use Can I ask, it what did they say sorry oh uh, no but i told you say? i shared it with you i said one of my oh, colleagues listened to it okay. yeah yeah it's like, oh, fantastic um and my manager was like yeah it's so great and she literally seizes every opportunity to like share on linkedin etc etc um oh, thank you but um yeah um what was gonna say yeah usually i don't offer it up though what i do outside the funniest thing is though i will use it to try and get a job <laughs> Yeah. Okay, wait, wait, we're gonna talk about that in a second. We're gonna talk about it in a second. Slow down, slow down. Sorry. Rach. I don't share not one thing with my colleagues. Not one thing. <laughs> she sounds disgusted and, and impressed with us. And that's yeah, that's on that and that's period. I'm so sorry. There's oh God, no, no way. Cat. No way. <laughs> <sighs> no way. I was not expecting that response. Oh, that's actually made my day. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so just that when I just the question. <laughs> I know, like, how dare you ask me? Like, what mm-hmm. is this? Come out my business. No, but seriously. Um, so just to be clear, like when I'm talking about like professional interests, I mean like any kind of side gigs, like could be a second job, any like if you want a catering business, events company, like, any on top online retail company you know and for us even this podcast so what we really want to talk about what I want to talk about and I'm kind of excited to talk about is where do you set the boundary about what you will share and what you won't share and once you've shared like what are the repercussions of sharing so obviously Rach is like I'm not sharing period city girls there is (laughs) 
Shannon's like, yeah, they know all my business. And I feel like Tolls is a little bit in the middle. I think I'm more leaning towards Shan's side, but it's more of a reluctant sharing. So it's like someone has shared something on LinkedIn and then my workplace have found out. Like, I'm not like, hi, by the way, I do this, 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 this. Uh, I think it depends on what it is. I think it depends what it is because, like, for me, these these at the moment, as they stand, are my hobbies. Um, I want to use a better term, but they are my hobbies. And yeah. I think I would feel a little bit differently if suddenly I was about to boss a mill. <laughs> and then it's like, you've got to manage your exit, which isn't necessarily an issue. But when it's a hobby, it's like you, nobody has a problem with people going gardening or bird watching. So if my hobby is podcasting, don't talk to me. Um, and the other thing is, like, it's also about, you know, how much this is in line with or disalignment disalign with company company policy eg mm. yep i was going to talk about that as well <laughs> okay no no we're not yeah okay only fun we, we, we can include oh, that no. so we i think yeah, because it's, it's, it's a valid stream of income. It's a valid side gig. For some people, OnlyFans is actually their main gig. But um, that's a separate conversation. All right, cool. So I think for me, what I would like to understand is like, what is the possible hesit- hesitancy, if that's the right word, of sharing? Like, Rachel, like, no, no, no. Why not? So you want to know why? Yeah, why are you like, no, 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 why why wouldn't you be like, by the way, I think it's an amazing podcast, Black Women Working, everybody listens to it. Why wouldn't you do that? I feel like because there's a lot of politics, not only in my workplace, but my previous employers. And to be honest, I've said what I need to say to their face. Anything else that I share here with you guys and the listeners, it's not for them. It's just not for them because I'm not fitting to explain myself to them why I've said certain things like if it was them that I was talking about because if the shoe fits, mate, I cannot. No, wow. no, no. Wow. Rachel's on you know savage. What? I actually just love this energy. What did you eat today? Did you have green banana? Did you have yam? <laughs> no, I actually didn't. I wish I had that, you know. No, I didn't. No. I think for me, the hesitancy has always been around um, people seeing something that you do outside of your immediate salaried profession as a possible distraction. So it's always that 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 thing about perception versus reality. And I know Shan, you said, well, some people like to go bird watching. I like to do, po- you know, I like to podcast. That's my hobby. Like, have you ever sat there and thought, you know, if I share this with my work colleagues? If I then, God forbid, miss a deadline at work or there's an issue, are they going to kind of turn around and say, well, if you weren't podcasting or were they, are they possibly, even if they're, they're probably not as bold enough to say it, but is there a possibility that that could be a consideration that you're not as dedicated to your job? No, no, because you know what? My mm. contract says 35 hours per week. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> that was the end of the sentence. So from... From four o'clock hits, because I'm public sector teacher, from four o'clock hits, what happens outside of that time is outside of that time. And when I started to take up my passions, my passion projects Mm. and my Mm. pursuits, there was a conscious energy that I am not going to let work consume me. So in a previous life, I was taking work home, marking books at the kitchen table, on the sofa, on the laptop till 2 a.m., all of that. It's like... Do you know what? Yeah, that was a real that was a real thing for me. 
and I had to cut loose because my time is my time. And I think workplaces need to understand that. So everyone that's out here doing overtime, taking work home, we make it seem, we make more seem possible than what the hours allow. If I miss mm-hmm. a deadline, it's because the workload was too heavy or I wasn't yeah. able to do the task or the hours were not enough, whatever it was. It's got nothing to do with my podcast that happens at 7 p.m. Mm. Period. Oh, I feel it. Mm-hmm. Nicole, what do you think? Uh, everyone's on crud. Um, for me, crud. Yeah, Sorry, crud. <laughs> um, why do I not share? I think it's a little bit of what Rachel said. Like, I don't want to hear nothing. Like, literally, yeah. don't be listening and come and say, "Oh, so you spoke about that? What's that?" First of all, most people are cowards anyway, so they never come and say it to your face. But then they yeah. might just start stirring the ish behind the scenes for you mm-hmm. at work. So. That's one of the things that I have in the back of my mind. Secondly, the subject matter is very challenging for a lot of people yeah. um, in yeah. the workplace, um, specifically the demographics that um, we're not focusing on. So, yeah. again, I don't really want to hear anything. I don't want to hear someone feeling too sensitive about something. This is our space. This is our safe space. If you don't like it, don't listen at the end of the day. Um, I can't say like I've ever, ever considered that it would um, potentially influence someone's judgment about how efficient I am in my role or if it's mm. if it's kind of impinging on my ability to do my role. Like, I've never considered that whatsoever. But also, like, I just like having, like, two different personas. I have my professional persona and then I have my creative mm. persona. And never the twain should meet. Like, literally, <laughs> I despise the two coming together. I just oh, think wow. I'm a creative person This on the side here. And then I'm a professional person on that side there. And I just like that separation. Like your professional self, because your creative self is very, very organised and very disciplined, Tolls. Well, that's, that's kind of the same skills that I would apply in a professional sense. The only difference is, I suppose, it's just um, I'm not working towards, I guess, my passions in, in a professional sense. Mm. But then sometimes I am mm. because obviously I'm in roles that um, I do like as well at times, not every single time, let's be real here. So mm. I don't know, that's just the line that I have in my head and I just like having that separation. And I just like, I think the job is for the government name and all of the, the accolades and the credentials, whatever, and the, then the creative side is for, I don't know, just exploring different things. I think, yeah, I don't share um, partially out of just judgment, I suppose, and just not wanting to give a damn about what people who don't know or have a clue think about what I'm doing. But what about when the side, Mm. because it's not always hobbies, and obviously we're speaking from our Mm. experience as podcasters, but what about when the side is potentially the move that you want to ship out so I don't know what if your thing is drop shipping what if your thing is wig making like if it actually can make you more money than your job mm. is it different because some of the things we're saying are very specific to podcast and, podcast, yeah. mm. and the content of, about which we speak is relatively sensitive but what if it's something else i think people have to set the demarcation lines for themselves this is my my personal demarcation lines are my personal demarcation lines like say if i was someone who's creating wigs or whatever then that's my professional and my creative and my hobby do you know what i mean it's everything all together that i'm pursuing but it's just 
I, I'm just really speaking to my own self and the way I see things in my head because usually what I'm doing in my day-to-day job is quite different from what I'm doing outside of that. Mm-hmm. I think, Shan, you met, you set a good point there, but I think for me personally, I still wouldn't be telling them. Like, even, for example, say if I was making wigs or I was making cakes or something that maybe my colleagues could benefit from and actually enjoy and be like, oh, yeah, I want a wig, I want a cake. I still think they're too red and they're too evil. So, no, I wouldn't be sharing anything with them. No, not at all. Not at all. They'll be lucky if they even got a cake from me. A cake from, like, I'll bring a cake on behalf of my own birthday. And they'll be like, oh, who made this? And I'll just be like, me. And that's it. I wouldn't even be like, oh, do you want orders? Nothing. Listen, they're too red and nasty. No, no sorry. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> nope. I think in my personal experience, I have been, um, I've been, I've been earlier on in my career, I think I was more open to share because a lot of the stuff that I did was diversity related. So I feel like it was work adjacent in the sense that it mm. was me working with other law firms, other lawyers, stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, as I've got older and I want more of a work-life separation, I've mm-hmm. kind of been more private about what I'm doing and I've only disclosed something like before it's become public. So when I got the book deal, I didn't tell my law firm absolutely anything about it um, until it was going to be released in the bookseller and it was going to be like public information because I didn't want them to get caught off guard mm-hmm. and I don't actually mention anything about it to them they ask me about it some I'm people do you for a second because I think this is the first time we've referenced your book deal on the podcast you know like that you know we're sharing the information but I think it's the first time we've heard it on the pod so yes well done to you my girl Thank you. the book um, is called grown by the way go out and purchase right. it peoples but um but yeah so I I have I have like a very much um don't disclose policy because like Rachel I think people are red eye and I think people are jealous <laughs> and bad mind and I feel like when you are showing that you can do something that builds your profile above and beyond what they expect of you and what they see of you um sometimes people can be like oh wow Rachel can bake cakes these cakes are nice and then the next time people will be like oh let me try and find Rachel's um website she's charging 200 pound a cake and do you see what I mean so like it's very difficult because before I'd be like just share it it's your life and now I'm kind of like actually don't share anything because you just don't know how you don't know the madness that's going on in other people's heads especially if like your side hustle is something that or your your side project or just your your creative project is something that pays your bills because I was doing a bit of research for the episode and in America they say on average someone who has like a fully fledged side hustle can make up to fourteen thousand dollars per year doing that side hustle whether it's drop shipping or car boot sales or some type of like working on fiverr.com using like your website development skills whatever whatever so can you what? imagine if you go on? No, go on, go on, go on. I was like, can you imagine if you then told your boss what you were doing and then they started like giving you more work, making your life more difficult, giving you the third degree about what you're doing? Forty thousand dollars is a lot of money. Obviously, some people's side hustles may be worth more, maybe worth less, but specifically if it's something that you use that income for, whether it's towards buying a house, buying a car, to pay nursery fees, like you can't actually I don't feel like you can afford to save something. Listen, we're gonna come to this when we talk about the unconscious massa, yeah. Because a lot of this yeah is about 
you thinking you own me consciously or unconsciously. I'll say it and I'll say it again. Yeah. Because you know, like them ones where you get a new car and it's like, oh, is that the car you're driving? Mm-hmm. Oh, what, like, again, the mm-hmm. whole And it's like, bro, I don't understand why we can't just accept that people are multifaceted, multi-talented yeah. and yep, have, yep, 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 you yep. know, several d- different disciplines and interests. Like you could have been a dancer all of your life um, in terms of like from baby to uni and still gone mm. and studied, I don't know, medicine, but still like mm. to do your Saturday, not little, do your Saturday show. Like, I don't know why people, your boss feel like they need to sort of have hold over the parameters of your life, especially when we're talking about money here. Like they want to know how much time you've got and how much money, why? For why? I think I think because one thing I wanted to go into and wanted to reference is when we're talking about these side hustle, side businesses, side projects. We're also talking about to the extent that it is, and I hate to say this because I'm a lawyer and I feel sick saying it, but to the extent that your contract actually allows you to do something like uh, that. Uh, I think when people set up a side business, um, and I just want to clarify, I'm not giving out legal advice here. So if you follow what I'm saying, that's your business. But um, when people set up a side hustle, I don't think a lot of us actually have a look at our employment contracts. You know, we there is a warranty in most employment contracts um, for full-time employment where we say that the job that we're doing, that we're salaried for, is our only or our main job. Mm. But a lot of people don't really, um, a lot of people don't really clock that. Um, so then that leads to the question of, do you actually sometimes when you're doing something do you actually need to disclose it at what point do you need to disclose it do you need to get consent to do it I know for me in my job um if I become like a director of a company I'm supposed to disclose that it's all these kind of little things that we don't really realize because we don't read our employment contracts let's just be real Mm -hmm. we just crack on once we get the job so um for me personally I think my advice would would be that if you're going to say something there has to be an intention behind it i.e you want time off work i.e you want shine so for example if you're doing something that it might be not necessarily employment side hustle but adjacent to your industry so you're facilitating a working group that's outside of your immediate kind of designation of employment but it's overall benefit for the company and raises profiles things like that you share those things because you want to get a pat on the back and you want an extra line in your appraisal. But beyond that, I think before we even think about what we're going to say and not going to say, we should always do everything with intention. And I think that one, before you open your mouth, you should check your contract. Me personally, regardless of what it says in there, you should go about your business. Uh-huh. That's why I said don't listen to me because that could possibly be you being in breach. But more importantly, again, before you open your mouth, what is your intention? Because the one thing I kind of, when reading into this about balance and side hustles, work-life balance, blah, 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 is is there is there a point when your side hustle can actually help you professionally? So I like told you were like, I put this on my CV, I put mm-hmm. my side hustle on my CV, but then it's like you drop the mic in your CV, get the job, mm-hmm. and then you never mention it again. Why would you Why would you want to put it on your CV then? Um, so take, for instance, the role that I'm currently in. And the reason why I mentioned it, to be honest with you, because it was pertinent to 
the role itself and my manager mm. actually said well I mean actually no that's a lie is it am I doing it no. um but my manager actually said oh your portfolio <laughs> was the reason that um we decided to go for you because we just loved like everything that you were doing outside of work and she's like um obviously a, a head of a well a content and creative team and so she's oh, also okay. thinking ahead as to oh how can this person's skills and attributes you know add value to the team in that sense and right now I'm starting to kind of use the experiences that I have outside of work and bring them and add value to the team in that sense so that was the reason um that's the reason a lot of the times why I do add it to my CV if I can see that they're looking for someone with experience in a specific area that I may not have professionally but outside of the workplace I do have lots of that I'm going to use it to my advantage I don't care Mm. more times Mm. out um after that people forget about it they don't really care but in the kind of roles where they have cared they're the kind of creative they've been the creative roles where having that kind of experience is something that tangibly adds value to um, the team in that sense. So, yeah, there's times when um, what I do outside of work has been widely known because it had to be because and that's how I got the role and then there's times when it's not and it's only if people ask me like my role before this they did know I was doing bits and bobs but they didn't really know what exactly and then I think somebody said something one day and then I started getting follows on one profile and then I blocked them from following me <laughs> on my, per- my personal why did you block profile. them no because they didn't need to be in a personal space certain people um I had on my personal like Instagram profiles, but whenever they'd, they'd ask me for Instagram, I just give them my photography one because I'm like, no, nah, man, my life outside is different to like who I am at work. Like that's my alter ego. Like Sasha Fierce, that's my work prof- my work <laughs> ego. <laughs> and then outside of work, I'm Beyonce in it. <laughs> no, I hear you. I don't know which is better to be. Yo, who should get what? <laughs> so like that's like go on Shan sorry darling no if I was going for a more senior leadership role I might consider putting some of my other pursuits on my CV at the moment I haven't I've only put one and the one that I have it actually relates to school so when I was coaching um Mm. outside of school but it, it it all ties in I think if I was going for a more senior role even at school I would probably talk about them because it shows your ability to galvanize traction, to organize, to strategize, to create, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to lie, even though my passion projects don't make me um, much money, I tell them as part yet. of my money, like, when you see me, just know I'm more than what you think I am. And I just, yeah. like, <laughs> I just feel like them knowing um, adds a little bit of, put some respect on it. As in, yes, I am leaving because I've got other things to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't live for work. I don't live yeah. for work. And I just feel you need to understand that. I don't live for work. Do you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't really care what my colleagues think, whether they just think I'm just like two-dimensional or whether they think I'm 3D or 4D or whichever one. I just literally do not care what they think. I just know mm-hmm. that I just establish whatever boundaries I want. If someone finds about, out about something that I'm doing, yeah, then yeah, cool. As long as they're not hassling me about it or anything, then I don't mind. I just don't volunteer that information. But with regards to how they perceive me, whether they, if, whether I want to, them to see me as a rounded person, whatever, I don't care. I don't care. 
Like, what, how's that going to change my life in any way, shape or form? Like you said, what you do outside is what you do outside. As long as I'm getting a job done and no one has any issues with that, anyone's perceptions or views, thoughts and opinions on how I live my life is mute. Or moot, is that the word? Yeah. Wow. It's moot, yeah, moot. But um, that's interesting because it's interesting you take such a strong stance because then... In the same breath, you could say that your possible creative pursuits have actually helped you professionally, like helped you yeah. mm-hmm. in your current role and then may possibly help you in future roles. And I think then I know we're kind of coming at it from a perspective of like we're not telling Babylon what we're doing. because <laughs> No, that's Rachel. Yeah. That's me all day long. You can put that yeah, next think... to my name on a CV. Me not tell Babylon nothing at all. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Rachel, you're finishing me today. But one thing I kind of wanted to talk about is, okay, so we've kind of got the line set in the sand about what we say and what we disclose. Um, but how do we balance, or better yet, how do we align our our passion projects, our side hustles, our supplementary incomes with our kind of full-time jobs well I I think we all of us here know that it is not easy right Mm -hmm. (laughs) it takes a great deal of organization of focus of commitment and um being honest with yourself as to your capacity and what your actual um inspiration for doing what you're doing is because if you're because I feel like a lot of people especially in this day and age fall into the trap of seeing oh everybody else is doing something I need to do something and maybe they pick up something and it's like but you didn't have the passion and the vision or the focus for it anyway and so they're killing themselves to do it and eventually they stop doing it because it wasn't what they were meant to be doing in the first place they were just following following other people so I think the key thing when it comes to the stuff that you're doing outside of work um, is, is you've got to ask yourself the question of like, what value is it adding to yourself? Is it fulfilling you in a sense of, are oh, you feel like you're able to explore yourself more creatively or just, um, I don't know, your skill is it's expanding your skills and capabilities in some way. Mm-hmm. Is it um, a case of, okay, this is something I'm doing temporarily because I need to up my money for a bit. And this is something that is just simple and allows me to to be able to do this there's all sorts of reasons why people might have a side hustle quote unquote um outside of work but it's up to them to kind of set the appropriate um boundary lines and make sure that it doesn't interfere with the professional job that they need to be doing because at the end of the day the professional job is like the bread and butter right and yeah we always use that term I, I think that's quite an easy, like, I think, like, not to challenge you on it, but I think that's quite, um, like, in a way, that's quite simplistic. Because think about, like, it this. Is a little if, bit. You, if, you, if you have a side hustle and you have that side hustle because maybe you're in debt mm-hmm. and you, you need to pay for something, or if your side hustle is really your, your passion project, and like Shan says, like, you're two steps away from the mill, but maybe you're not ready to... Um, completely resign um mm-hmm. then it's <clears throat> then that that that's that split is harder and sometimes you can have the best intentions of the world um in the world for something not to interfere but because your side hustle or your creative product is something you really really love and it's personally bringing you a lot of joy um it can be very hard to just be like butcher knife down bang 
yeah no I agree with you because then at that point then you have to make that decision as to which way you want to pursue do you want to go ahead with your side hustle and a lot of people do and it is worthwhile you know it is a risk but it is worthwhile or do you want to focus more on you know your professional side quote unquote it really depends at where you are in life and what you're Mm -hmm. trying to achieve there might be an instance where you do have to actually focus on the professional just a little bit longer because it's helping you build up the capital that you're going to need to push your side hustle to the point where you can absolutely focus on that and obviously we know that's a negotiation that many people make on a day-to-day basis yeah, I feel like it goes I think... in way. go on Shan no Rach go first um I I think that it's about planning and advice as well I think if you plan correctly you know and you set some goals for yourself you speak to other people and you gain advice I think it's definitely doable if you're going to move your passion projects or anything that you're doing outside of work to something that's full-time it's definitely doable I think it's something that you really have to think about and think about your lifestyle as well where do you see yourself if that's like where do you see yourself in 10 years time where do you see yourself in five years time and see if it's doable but I think it's definitely something that can happen definitely I, just, I think it goes back to that question that we all know like what is the why um mm. and I'm told yeah. So, yeah like what is the purpose why exactly are you doing this is it about joy is it about money like that's one factor the other factor is also we're speaking and I know I referenced it earlier so I'm going to come back to it we're speaking about things that are I guess seen as publicly respectable if we're thinking about oh I podcast oh I bake cakes but let's not forget the storyline. No, let's not forget the storylines, whether they're factual or fictional, of the, the college, the university students that's doing up stripper work, or you know, sugar I've known, babies. I've known, um, yeah, sugar babies. I've known um, teachers who perhaps work in restaurants in the evening mm. um, and the weekend, mm. and and they're less yeah, yeah. likely or inclined to want to say because I feel like. And I'll say it out loud, I don't necessarily believe it in my soul, but I feel like there's a level of perceived desperation or, you know, oh, yeah. in terms of what, if you have to work 35 hours a week on a professional salary and still go and serve tables, what is going on in your life? No, it's not your business. It's actually not your business. And you don't know what my pursuits are, or what my dreams are, or what my situation is. But I think there's also, there's also another, a really... I can't think of the word, but you know, this it's like, like a judgment. Under- it's a yeah, judgment. It's People are making a moral yeah. judgment about you. It depends yeah. On what yeah. I think to be fair with you, like also, of course, apart from what you mentioned about in your contracts, it is also about how does this align or misalign to my work? So of course I can't afford to have any OnlyFans nonsense dipping online, dipping around because I'm a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, although yeah. if you OnlyFans, you paid. So what were you doing there? I don't have OnlyFans, but if I did, that would be my rebuttal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that like there seems to be like a big, um, for me, just thinking about there seems to be like a big kind of judgment for people who pick up second and third jobs but I remember like speaking to my parents and they were always willing to pick up a second job Mm -hmm. outside of their main profession if they were Mm -hmm. saving to be married or if they were trying to buy a house or if they were trying to pay off debt and I think sometimes one of the quickest ways to pay off debt apart Mm -hmm. from cutting your spending dramatically is to get a second job Mm -hmm. um and and that's what a lot of people use actually use side hustles for. It's a way for yeah. them to make extra money. 
So um, yeah. there's a lot to be said around that whole judgment point and, and looking at people and the whole judgment about, well, can't you manage your money if you need to get an extra job? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, I'm, I'm intrigued as to where you guys think that judgment is coming from because um, is it maybe people outside our cultural, I don't know, bracket? Because I feel like when someone says to me, oh, I'm doing this, that and the other, like I have a cousin, she picked up, um, she earns well in her day-to-day job, but she picked up mm-hmm. a, another side I don't know supermarket job why because she just wanted to save more money um I have another Mm. friend he's in a really good role and um over Christmas time he was doing um a shift shifts with Royal Mail why because he wants to save more money so that eventually um he can buy a house with his wife so Mm. when I feel people when it's people of our demographic I suppose telling me that oh they're doing this that and the other and never um that judgment never comes into it I never think that about anybody but perhaps we feel like maybe if it's I don't know Caucasians or people outside of our and if okay Rachel says yes like casting that judgment onto us is that something that they verbalized or is just is that just um an ear an air or an yeah just a suspicion that you have in terms of I think it's a feeling that's the word I have to be honest it's a like I must be honest it's a feeling me personally like I come from, I don't have it in my friendship group now, but I come from a community where if you need more money for something, you pick up an next job. Even when I was in uni, yeah, I had two mm-hmm. free, I had two free yep. jobs. It was, it was normal because yep. we're all trying to, to, to make it, if that mm. makes sense. And um, yeah, I think there's, especially with a lot of the talk on social media about how people manage money, what an ideal salary is, what people should be doing with, with their money. There's a lot more, um, I would say there's a lot more chatter in that area, whereas back in the day, everyone's hustling, hustling. You're doing what you can. You're robbing mm. Peter to pay Paul, and everyone's keeping it moving. We're in this together. Whereas I think now we have we have a very different situation where people are posting six figure salaries and putting people under pressure to get deposits for houses. I think That's we've true. moved. I think the dynamic of what is acceptable mm-hmm. has moved, and I think people would probably feel under pressure. Mm-hmm. to like you said engage in a side hustle because it's like if you're just doing your full-time job like what are you even doing in this life are you even trying to be successful like what's going on you know it's so true. Is like, I think oh lord yeah Gosh. I think I think in the black community I think like we are used to from our parents that's been said before that you guys mm. have said before our parents did have to pick up extra jobs my parents definitely did and my grandparents also did but I feel yeah, like 100%. people in other cultures they are coming from a place of privilege. And that, to me, from my experience, mm. has not just been a feeling. They've verbalised that privilege that they're coming from, yeah. showing their properties, showing that their parents have given them money for this, that, and the third. And I know I can't do what they're doing. That, that privilege is not open to me. So for me to then say, oh, I'm going to yeah. go and get another job, I'm going to go and do that. Well, I hope so, not yet. I hope it's soon. But um, they're coming from a place where I haven't been. So um, I feel like it's not a feeling. It's very... And I feel like sometimes I can see the judgment in their face. Like when people say some things like, oh, I have to pick up this, I have to do this, I have to go and do this. Or when it's like, oh, who wants to do an extra shift? And like all the people from the black community are there raising their hands and they're just, they're like, I don't want to stay here. Because they know already. Apparently if you've got a degree, you earn enough money, isn't it? <laughs> which is nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is probably, like, which mm-hmm. is probably, but for me, I just feel like side hustles, especially for black women are part of, of our community like I can't remember in, like an instance where my grandma wasn't doing something 
outside of her main obviously when by the time I was around she was retired but she Mm -hmm. if she wasn't you know she was a seamstress or she was doing this or she was doing a little hustle my mum said that um my grandma and my granddad used to throw parties basically (laughs) and pay to let people in and make the curry go really really hot to take a drink that's how that that's how they made money so it's like and then I look at my dad as well I know when I was born and he was trying to raise money he went to teach law at Info College on top of working as a trainee solicitor like so for me is very much like in my blood so I can't I can't actually imagine not having one but I just I wouldn't it's not not something to be seen like as a badge of honor and I feel like I'm in a privilege because I can do side hustles just because I want to Mm. Yeah. Mm. it's so interesting that you said sense? that yeah because when I think about it in my family side hustles I don't think these people know the meaning of it to be honest yeah, with they you don't know. my grandma yeah. lived the life of leisure she was going around travelling all around <laughs> the world don't know what my granddad was doing he was sitting there watching TV reading the, the TV times or whatever that paper was whatever Radio these people times. didn't know side hustle for nothing I have an auntie who's living at the like a lady of leisure like literally Mm -hmm. so i can't say that the side hustle gene has been passed down from anybody in my family i'm probably one of in fact actually no my cousins have side hustles definitely but like maybe it's a generational thing maybe it's our generation that's picked up i i must say like i just (laughs) want to go on to like talking about burnout and how to protect yourself against that i do think a lot of our side hustles and things we do kind of flows from like your full time job just not hitting the spot. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So yes. do you see what I mean? Let's talk on that. that. In my coach no, in my coaching this comes up a lot. Like the women that I coach, so many of them come back and they're like, I just want to be more creative. Like I want to pursue a hobby. So there's that, like just pursuing creativity. But there's also the fight against I know you're going on to well being that but there's also the fight against mm. what it means to validate. So we've worked, mm. we spent so many years working so hard to be good at something, to reach a goalpost, to get to get paid, to get a promotion. You know, I have women coming to me and they're like, I just, I don't care if I'm bad. I want to do something that I don't care that I'm bad at. Mm. I want to start from scratch mm. and I want to dance freely and fall on my knees as I learn this routine and, and suck and it doesn't matter because the pressure of things having to matter so mm-hmm. much in the workplace and in life, it's almost like a lot of women are trying to recalibrate that balance between yeah. giving something to themselves, but also giving something to themselves that doesn't have judgment, that doesn't have validation, that doesn't have any end point apart from to just mm. be, to just do. Mm. I understand Yeah, and this. that's why I refuse to tell them. And that's why I refuse to tell them because it has to be like, it's something that you really want to do and it's something that is better than work and it's something that can take you away from the pressures and all those things of work. So I think for me, it's a protection thing, hence why I don't tell them. That's interesting because I know that there's some people that are in actually careers that they absolutely love with all their heart and soul and that's why they pour into it. But that sense of feeling unfulfilled is definitely something that plays an extremely, extremely Mm -hmm. significant reason in the significant reason, whatever, significant part in the reason why I have these other things that I'm doing outside of my professional work. Mm. And literally, Mm. 
like my brain dies like when I wasn't doing these things I was so bored I was so unfulfilled no it's for real but the thing is and I think there's some statistics that are actually out there like it says that people who have um things that they're doing outside of work these side hustles passions whatever actually end up being able to contribute more and in a better way to the workplace and they're usually the most efficient yeah. workers why because they're thinking more in 360 degrees they've got a lot more experiences do you know what I mean they're either it's meeting mm-hmm. different people or networking in different kind of areas and sectors and that feeling of unfulfillment that you're experiencing with your clients Shan, is something that I've really felt and so even though sometimes I am tired I'm like oh I can't bother to do this but I realized mm-hmm. that if I wasn't doing it then literally I was just start to get so apathetic mm-hmm. and kind of depressed about life so these things mm-hmm. essentially are what keep me alive they keep me That's feeling true. that there is something yeah. to live for that there's something exciting to do like and and it's one of the reasons why I love this podcast so much because it's another way of kind of expanding not only my skill set but my understanding of the world and other people and their life experiences as well yeah and um yeah I just I love doing extra things out side of work specifically because of these things as you said if there was an advert to tell people to go pick up things to do yo (laughs) (laughs) i I, I always have to remember that like if my boss didn't upset me i I don't think we would have started the podcast because only because he upset me and tried to cast him off at work i had enough so i no it's true in it i I use yeah it's true stuff outside of work as like an as like an outlet to say what i feel Mm-hmm. Or what I felt I couldn't say because now I just say whatever I want and if you're gonna find me, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's neither. Not obviously. I don't want to lose my job. I just clarify. <laughs> but I'm just trying to say I don't. I, I don't operate in fear. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. But you know, I'm ten years deep in this. It's slightly different. But um, and also, yeah. But, a lot of the things we do are about representation for ourselves, right? It's it's our opportunity yeah. to also saturate markets where we've been underrepresented or underserved mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. exactly and and that's good for your soul that's actually it gives you a deep it feels make you feel like you have a deeper purpose rather than just purely it. Capitalism. purpose really? exactly yeah. Yeah. that yes. is your why that's your why. <laughs> but okay this is all good this is all wicked yeah i've got my purpose i'm being creative i'm taking photos i'm making cupcakes but i'm tired listen don't get me started on this. Don't get me started on this because the balance is like, oh, that journey of like finding a balance because like, and I'll, sometimes I say it to you guys, I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do anymore. Like I, this, yeah. this is my limit. This is my boundary. Um, I'm very like cognizant of my kind of boundaries. And I know that I can't do things for a long period of time. At a, um, I don't know, a heightened pace or anything. Literally, if I'm working on a passion project or a side hustle, I kind of have to do them in chunks. Like I can't spend yeah. the whole year right. doing it week after week after week because yeah, I, I just do. get bored or I just, yeah, I just fall off completely. So for me, that's the way I manage the burnout. Um, I know there's specific times of year when I'm going to focus on specific forms of content and doing those kind of things. And it just helps me manage my schedule. Um, I don't know what that journey is like for other people. Obviously, there's so many different side hustles, but I do think it is important for people to just understand their limits and create boundaries for themselves and not let it get out of control. Because once it does, then it stops being something that's fulfilling and becomes another kind of anchor around your neck pulling you down pressure can depress you as well I think I would suggest anyone who is thinking about starting any type of formal side project 
is that, you know, in your to-do list, you regularly, regularly include breaks and you treat rest as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's not something I had picked up on until I think I had probably the worst burnout last year. And I'm just probably just coming out of it, but I'm still like, I'm still in the pool. I'm just walking towards the shore and I'm just meandering. And the waves are like pushing me a little bit. Sorry, I want to go on holiday. Now. But, um, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> but you know, I'm still there. Like it's still up to my my knee caps, you know, um, because you're trying to do everything and you're trying to be so perfect. And you specifically in my case, I've had people be like, "Oh, well, how can you do all these things and be good at your job?" So then you then begin to over. That's how Babylon operates. You then begin to overcompensate. Um, so if I could go back and do it again, if anyone is on teetering on burnout, don't wait until you're like in the pan chard. Like just wait until, mm. you know, don't even get browned and toasted. Like, <laughs> you know, literally just stop. But I think it's something that comes with age, perspective, mm. experience. Um, I think for me, the most important thing is to, to, to work in an alignment. And I think sometimes... I kind of like what you, where you said, like, I can only do certain things for a certain period of the year. I kind of like that because I feel like you focus on one project or yeah, one project for a period of time, you get that done and then you move on to something else. And I think in a way that kind of refreshes you, reinvigorates you. You've got something new to look forward to and it can kind of make you a bit more excited. Whereas I feel like if you're just trudging on mm-hmm. all the time, it can be a bit much. So, so I, I think the only way to focus on burnout really is to delegate when you can, mm-hmm. but also more importantly, treat rest as a natural part of your lifestyle. It's not team 2am gang. It's not team, mm-hmm. you know, while you lot were yeah. sleeping, I was making money, like we just <laughs> don't do any of that. It's not, you know, in lockdown, I learned 25 languages, how to make pasta bake. I learned how to camera my hair. Can I yeah, say? It's, you know, I do my own shellac canals. No. <laughs> yeah, I learned how to do that as well. Oh my gosh. Yes, listen, listen, it's not that. <laughs> but well done for upskilling because you, you saved yourself some money. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know how Rachel shandled it, but for me, I'm still very much on that that learning curve. And I always sit there thinking, if I can't live my life just one individual, how am I going to have kids and a husband? Uh, That's it. That is real. Um, I think for me, um, I think for me, it is really, I'm still where you are now. I'm still in the learning Mm. curve, like um, trying to see how I can get that work-life balance. And then plus, if I want to do extra things, like have the podcast and all the extra things that I'm trying to do on top of that, it really is about trying to plan it and then knowing your boundaries, as Tolza said, like boundaries are really important and saying, sometimes it's okay to say, no, I actually can't do that or no, I don't have the capacity to do that. I think it's important because I'm I have been a person that likes to say yes to everything and I feel like that can cause a lot more pressure than it it sounds lovely but it can cause a lot more pressure so I think it's about managing your time and trying to make it effective for you and trying to just push things to a place where you know okay I've set this time for this and I've set that time for that and I think that's what's kind of been working for me so far but I've still got ways to go so yeah Shan if you have any advice please (laughs) No, I just think like it it still stems back to the what do you want and and how mm. much do you really want it? And you know, we the episode although we spoken we were speaking on how we manage side hustles with work, there's that element of and we started the conversation with like how private do you keep it? If you're burnt out, you're not gonna be able to keep that private. <laughs> 
you're going to show up tired your work is going to suffer and so you need to know and I think like you know we're talking about the balance of what you want and and how much you really want it if you're in the business of I'm trying to change my life then you need to think like what is the long-term plan like how long am I going to juggle two jobs I've we've seen plenty of people who have thrown it up in the air and been like I'm leaving my job and that's that's all about for me that's about personality and um your value system if you are a risk taker if you um if you're someone who who is happy to not value security that sort of thing then it's easier to be like okay I'm gonna do this see how it rides for a year and then I'm gonna leave my job but if you're someone who's like I need my security blanket actually this is just a hobby it would be nice if I earn some money then you do need to really think about your balance how yeah. how are you burning yourself out for something you're supposed to love how mm-hmm. for something yeah. that that like we respectfully isn't paying your bills um because at the end of the day that does matter too um but nothing that everything that's been said is everything that I would allude to it's just like managing your own expectations really because it's 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 set on your parameters. It's what you want. How much time do you want to dedicate to it? Nobody's telling you what to do. You're your own boss in that sense of the way. So only you will know what's needed. Word. Okay. Well, on that note, I think that we can bring this episode to a close. This this has actually been quite a nice chat, if I do say so myself. Thank you. Um, but um yeah I think there's so much more we could possibly say on this but I think it's good for us to speak from our own personal experiences Rachel I've just never seen you this vex about your workplace so I'm going to be crying the whole night right when I re-listen to this with laughter but that's no no I just want to thank everyone for listening as always please tell a friend to tell a friend and I know we say that every episode but we really do mean it it would be really helpful if you could just share the podcast with just one other black woman or one other colleague who you think it will be beneficial to us it will mean the world to us to do that and also please feel free to kind of contact us to keep the conversation going on social media by adding us on twitter or instagram at uk or using the hashtag, hashtag BWWPodcastUK as well. If you want us to talk about anything, you want to run anything by us, always feel free to DM us on Twitter or Instagram. Um, and if you have any suggestions or things that you want us to discuss, um, please email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. And it's a wrap from me. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Adios. Bye.